Yeah, I, w- I wanted to uh, talk to you about this too. We were talking about uh, how you don't you don't partner with everybody in terms of a business, right? Right. Um, because of you need shared liability. So let's just say, for instance, I got this great idea. I have a great idea, and I'm like, Yo, Mel, let's do this business together. Okay, um, you put up the money, I do all the work. But you're not interested in those type of relationships. First of all, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> those don't come out. No, nah, don't. Those don't come on my desk. No, no. I think it would. I, I mean, if, if if I just had ambition and a great idea, and all I needed was money, I'd be inclined to say, "Yo, bro, I got this good idea. Let's work. All I need is money." You wouldn't. I'm gonna be inclined to say no. Why? Because there's a million great ideas out there, um, but there's not a whole lot of people who are willing to put up money. So money, you have to hold your money tight, man, um, because too many people are fearless with their money mm-hmm. and they make those mistakes of when the person says, I have the idea and you put up all the money, it's easy for you to walk away when it doesn't work. I need to have something here. If you get into a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. There's no kids involved and you didn't bring nothing. If it was all her stuff and you just bought your, your, your bag and your 10 <laughs> pairs of shoes, it's easy for you to leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when there's a kid involved, it's hard to leave. Mm-hmm. When you bought half of this, it's hard to leave. So you got to be invested. You got to be invested in this relationship, um, whether it's in a personal relationship or whether it's in a business relationship. So I have to feel like if this thing starts sinking, you're the captain and you're going to stay on the boat. So I don't do, I have the great idea and you put up all the money. Okay. So let's do it this way. Let's say I got 10000 I need another 10000 for this great idea, but this is my last ten thousand. But I'll put it up. Mm-hmm. I'll put up ten thousand. You put up ten thousand. We do this idea. Are you willing to partner? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. When somebody's willing to bet on themselves and 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 do the ultimate gamble, this is all I have. Mm-hmm. Man, I got that ten thousand. I got another twenty, thirty thousand dollars if we need it. Mm-hmm. Right. So you don't have to worry about anything like that. And I'm gonna make sure that you eat. So, so, cause it could get rough for a little while, but I'll make sure that you eat. Gotcha. Yeah. It was, it was one point you made um, earlier about sometimes that gets sketchy because if something goes wrong in the business, who do they come after? Yeah. So, so a lot of times when people come at me for an investment, I'll, one of the, the questions I ask is, is who else is in, investing in this company? Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because I need to know, are there any other deep pockets in that investment? Because I need somebody to sit, to share the lawsuit with, right? So it's, it's you're thinking like, lawsuit first, like always think lawsuit first. If I get married, I think divorce first. You got I gotta think divorce first because there's so many people who get into divorce. So I'd be crazy to go into a marriage thinking it's gonna last forever and don't get a prenup. Mm. Ask the owner of Amazon how that works. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> right? Yep. And so, She's so, good. so, Forever. yeah. So you have to go in it with that. And then you reverse engineer it. And then you do everything you can to make sure that it doesn't end up that way. Gotcha. So you need to know who else is in this business project. I need to know who else is in a business with deep pockets because I need somebody to share the liability in case it happens. So uh, even on the Shark Tank, uh, somebody could be asking for a million dollars or $100,000. And one shark would say, if you can get another shark in, I'm in. He's not doing that solely because, hey, I can't do this by myself, and you bring something else to the table. He's looking at it like, this could end up in a lawsuit. And if you get another shark in, at least Mark Cuban or Damon is going to share in the liability 
and then I'm in. Otherwise, they're just going to come after me. Mm. And so, so when you hear like, you hear this all the time from entrepreneurs is I tend to invest with somebody else or I'll go get somebody else and invest. They're not doing it because they don't have the money. Wow. They're doing it because they don't want all the liability. That so sometimes you wait to see who's, who's investing um, before you actually jump in. Dang, I never thought about that like that. Or I'll go get somebody and say, hey, man, you want to do this with me, man? I right. think it's a great idea. And we're going to, well, why do you want to do that, man? I think this can work and this can work. So it ain't that you, you don't have all the money. You just need somebody else. That's your liability. Because if, let's just say, Joe is the idealist, the entrepreneur, just great idea, he ain't got no money. When that product affects somebody, they're going after the person the, who the, the deepest pockets, yeah. Always. Because you would be a fool not to, yeah. right? Because you can get more impunitive damages by the capacity of the person's uh, income. Or not even just his income, but his net worth. So, so you would be crazy not to go after the person with the most money. Like, like hey, man, this person has $30,000, right? And he's willing to give it all to you. And this person has $150 million and he's willing to give it all to you. Who are you going to go to? 150. It's the same concept when it comes wow. to a lawsuit. It's like whoever has the most money, I can get the most from. All right. So, so last thing, um, I want to talk about. Uh, obviously, it was, it was a friend of yours, or you had a really close association with Kobe Bryant, and uh, we got into a really interesting conversation about um, what happens now. So, I saw Vanessa Bryant. She posted. Uh, well, no, no, no. It was the Shade Room. They posted Vanessa Bryant is suing. The pilot or or the the airplane company that hired a pilot or whatever. And I saw a lot of comments that are saying, all right, Vanessa, you're being insensitive. Like that person lost their life too. So that that person has a family and they lost that person. So why are you suing the pilot um, for you know negligence? And right. so what is your take on that? So so first of all, that, that how I come into the picture with Kobe Bryant is my buddy Big Chuck. Um, introduced him to Vanessa at uh, one of the, uh, I think it was Snoop's, uh, it's Snoop's or Dog Pound or somebody's um, music video. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, we were actually getting ready to have a meeting with him and his team uh, as far as investing in Scalman. So, but what happens is when you have Vanessa who's coming into Kobe Bryant's estate, all of, all of his earnings and all of his investments, everything's going to go to her. She's going to become a target now. And so the families have lost husbands. They've lost fathers. They lost brothers. And most of the times there's plenty of attorneys out there that just can't wait to get to the family to say, you need to be compensated for your loss. Mm -hmm. Right. And how are we going to get compensated for your loss is through Kobe Bryant's estate. And it's it's not nothing that you're doing wrong. You deserve to be compensated. Look what you lost. So they make the family feel kind of bad about it. Mm-hmm. And and then they talk sense into them as well. Like, yeah, you're right. You know, my mom is gone. My, my father is gone and stuff. And then somebody should pay. Well, they're going to tell them, well, don't go after the pilot. The pilot Why wouldn't they sue? The, it was the pilots. Kobe didn't do nothing. He was on the plane with them. The problem is it was Kobe's plane and it was Kobe's pilot. And once you can prove negligence then it becomes Kobe's problem. So if they can prove that the pilot was negligent at all, like he shouldn't have been flying, or he wasn't paying attention, 
or he drove into the hilltop, then that's negligence, and then they can sue Kobe Bryant's estate, and they can sue Vanessa. Do you think they're going to? I think they're absolutely going to sue her. Um, she sued the pilot uh, for wrongful so, death. So the was that? Do you think that was a chess move on Vanessa's? Uh, you know, I don't want to be insensitive to to her loss, to her 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 husband and her daughter, but she has really good attorneys. I'll tell you that, and she had really good attorneys. And they went after a wrongful death lawsuit against the pilot, and it, it she was the first one out there, and it became very public. So uh, she's letting everybody know that she's a victim too. Right. So she's not trying to sue the pilot to get no money out of it. She doesn't need money from the pilot. Yeah, she doesn't need money from the pilot. Um, but uh, she's about to be sued herself. Um, but she's a victim, and then she's actually trying to do some things to help the victims get some money. But at the end of the day. You know, when you have when you get attorneys involved, all they care about for the majority part. And I shouldn't say that because I have a few attorneys, <laughs> but they care about the commission. You know the game, yeah. Yeah, they care about the commission, right? Um, and they want to go to court, mm. uh, or they want you to settle. So um, I, I would anticipate some of these families start filing lawsuits against Vanessa pretty quickly here. Uh, wow. They want they probably wanted to wait until uh, the memorial happened. Um, because Kobe was very loved by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And had they done that at the wrong time, it may have been a problem for them. But now that uh, they've had the memorial, it would be very curious to see how long it takes for the first, the second, and the third lawsuit to happen. But they're coming. They're coming. Yeah. You, like, would you lose your mom and dad in a helicopter accident? And Vanessa basically said it was negligence because yeah. she's suing them for wrong for death. Right. And so would you sit there and be like, well, I got moms and dad, $700,000 life insurance policy, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Or do you look at $1 billion over there and say, well, I can get a little bit of that. I can use a little bit of that for the mm-hmm. next few years or whatever the case is. It's punitive damages as well, you know? Damn. They're hurting. So they're going to need to make Vanessa hurt. But they or, got money already. Like Even the people that was on the plane, they got money. Well, the attorneys get involved. It doesn't matter what you have. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR.
Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. Have the attorneys get involved and they want to get something as well, and then they 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 have a legitimate claim. Mm. Yeah. So. Are they going because they have money? Are they going to leave money on the table? <laughs> Vanessa's got Vanessa's got money already. Mm-hmm. She just filed a lawsuit, right? And she don't she don't need the money, right? But some probably probably an advisor said you might want to go ahead and her attorneys just, definitely just make said the that. first step. Yeah, her attorneys definitely said that it it was good for publicity wise, right? And I don't want to because if say it goes second reason. too, like say I sued I sued first, and then she sued the pilot. It, it would make it seem like it's reactionary because I tried to sue her. Like if somebody from the family said, okay, I'm going to sue the Brian estate. If she did it second and say, okay, no, 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 don't, no, I'm about to sue the pilot. Then it just looks like a reactionary thing or like I'm trying to get the heat off of me. Yeah, you know, so uh, when, you, when you have an attorneys, man, they just want to be proactive because they, if they know that lawsuits are coming, they just want to be proactive. Dang. And there's, they they would say, hey, listen, you better get ahead of this thing, and you better file a lawsuit against the pilot. And I don't know any of this to be true because mm-hmm. I obviously I haven't talked to anybody right. in her camp. I'm just saying on the outside, looking in, I had already been telling people that she's going to have to file a lawsuit against the pilot in order for her to to get some of the heat off, yeah. right? Because the heat is coming hot. And she was going to have to, and about a week later, it comes out that she ended up filing a lawsuit. But uh, she had to do that. I mean, she absolutely had to do that. You know, here's the crazy thing. Were y'all thinking about any of that, right? I think at a different level, like you automatically think of, wow, these are some of the ramifications that could happen. Or when somebody comes into money, there's certain things you just got to watch out for. That That the common public just isn't even thinking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should become a target. And she, she's becoming a target, man. And especially when you live in today's age where everybody wants to file a lawsuit, whether mm-hmm. it's right or whether it's wrong, you know, um, there's a lot of attorneys in business because of frivolous lawsuits. Yeah. Um, and not saying that these are any, any of these are frivolous lawsuits. And again, you know, I don't have the inside scoop from anybody right. in the family at all whatsoever um, or around it. Um, but it was it's just me, my, my own personal views, looking at it and saying this is what would possibly happen. Now, one of the things have already played out, mm-hmm. as I was saying, um, with her filing the lawsuit. So it would be very interesting to see what happens with the uh, the families. Dang, these are some of the conversations that's probably going on at Rich Tables, like right now. We talking about, like, yo, I got to get the Kobe jersey. I tried to get the jersey on mine. But oh, is that right? I couldn't get it. Yet. Yeah, nah, man. They sold out everything. They yeah, it's different. Man. You got one. I got number eight, yeah. Oh, you, did you try to get another one? No, 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 no. Oh, I didn't try to get one. Oh, you already, you already had, had one. I already had one. Oh, gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yo, do you, like, any any other problems that you see, like, with the success? Because, like I was saying earlier, the phrase, more money, more problems, it just started to make sense when we were having this conversation earlier. You know, it's, it's just... you. You have to understand that you're a target. Anybody with anything nice, if you if you have a nice car, you better not bump into nobody. You know, you're a target. If you have a nice house, 
You know, better not have somebody spend a night for two weeks because they're not leaving and you're going to have to get them evicted to leave now. Um, Anybody with anything nice becomes a target. It becomes a nicer target. And so the nicer your material things, um, the bigger the target you are. And they don't care that you're trying to do anything good with what you have. Like when me and B was having a conversation, he's like, Mel, so what's next for you? And I was like, yo, I'm doing this solar deal um, with this company out in Arizona called um, Direct Solar of America. And hopefully we'll probably do $100 million um, through the deal uh, within the next 12 months. What kind of deal is this? It's a, it's a pretty big deal. Is there anything I can do? <laughs> can I get down? Can Man. I do some marketing or something? Man, no, it's sorry. just a really big deal where they're, where they're going around and they're donating. The <laughs> so that, that could have a really big deal. Ain't nothing you can do right now, brother. No, I was saying, all right, so how, how'd y'all, so, so what kind of deal is that? It's a really big deal where they're actually donating solars to high schools, public high schools. Mm-hmm. So the, the high school don't actually own the solar panels, but they benefit from the solar panels. You're already doing that though, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. Oh, so you're you're working. On, there's another level of this relationship that y'all are about to go into. No, we, no, we just launched it nationally. Oh, so yeah. when you were telling me about it like a few months ago, we it had was just like, started. This, oh, gosh, gotcha, I had just gotcha, signed okay. the contracts and things of that nature. Well, now we're rolling it out. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. So we're gotcha, actually rolling okay. it out. So it's actually pretty well. Actually, good. I can be a part of that deal a little bit if I find schools and stuff. Remember you told me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I can be a part. Schools so listen, if you're watching this or listening to this, and you know of a high school that. Needs a solar panel? <laughs> I need solar panels. Saves them a lot of money. Athletes. Don't call Mel. Call me first. <laughs> <laughs> call me first so I can bring it to it. Nah, but uh, nah, that, that's awesome what y'all are doing now. But the thing about it is the next level, man, I told him, man, is uh, is the give back. Mm. You know, it, it's, uh, it's not to see how much you can die with. Look at Steve Jobs, right? Um, die very wealthy and very rich. And Bill Gates and Warren Buffett will do the same thing. But I don't mind dying broke. I don't mind being broke. I don't mind waiting for billions to come mm-hmm. um, because I'm good eating a hot link sandwich and just going to day. I had a beautiful salad today, though. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you that. <laughs> right, right. And I don't even eat avocados. I don't eat avocados. Really? I don't miss avocados. But she did such a good job on that salad. <laughs> I was not going to let her down. I, was not, I, I didn't eat all of the avocados, but I had to show her I made an attempt. <laughs> I was not going to eat them avocados on that thing. Anybody who knows me, I just started eating guacamole like last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, so I, I, saw the, I saw the avocados. I was like, whoa, I didn't know you were putting that on there. I would have told you. <laughs> but I'm not going to disrespect you in your own crib. Right. Right? <laughs> and the chef was beautiful, too. So, so I had to make sure that I at least attempted. So, but... Um, <laughs> So I'm good doing yeah, you whatever. Hit that one real quick. Bow. Okay, good. But, but she, she was beautiful. <laughs> right. right. Double down on that. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. beautiful, and she's got a mean shoe game. Mm-hmm. Mean shoe game. So that kind of messes me up a little bit. Right. So if my people was here right now, they'd be like, "Cut, cut." <laughs> you know what I mean? Man, can I holler at you for a second? Right. Right. I'd be like, "What I do? Right. Man, let me just holler at you something. Let me blow in your ear a little bit." <laughs> But um, so my thing is, is we have to amass, we, ha- we have to get money, currency, so that we can spread more currency, spread mm-hmm. more love, um, spread more money around, and spread knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's what we don't do enough of, and that's what we have to do, man, is, is you got to find people that have talent but don't have opportunity mm-hmm. and use your platform, use your, your wealth 
to give people opportunity and then to help people out of situations. But I'm, still be cautious at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, because I was, you know, like uh, we were saying is I I was homeless before. Yeah, I was rich and then I was homeless and then I got back up. But when I was homeless, you know, I was still the same guy that I am now. I was just in a messed up situation. Well, how many homeless people do you see that are sleeping in their car? And I'm not talking about those ones that are- next Melvin Or Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they have brilliant ideas and they just need an opportunity or something, or they just need time. See, because time is the best currency that you have Mm -hmm. because it runs out faster than anything. And you can lose love and get it back. You can lose money and get it back. You can lose compassion or any of this stuff and get it back, but you can't lose time and get it back. Right? So time is the number one commodity that we have and the number one currency that we have that we don't take full advantage of. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just takes that person and that car time to get out of the situation. The problem is when you're going through it, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to get better. Because yeah. tonight I'm sleeping in my car again. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow I see myself sleeping in this car. <laughs> right, right. And next week I see myself sleeping in this car. But you don't know when opportunity knocks on your door and then you're able to get out of that car. Mm. You just got to stay the course, man. I said people fail a lot, right? And people always say, man, why am I failing so much? Why why am I failing? All the time it seems like I'm failing. Mm. Because you're quitting. See, because if you don't quit, you can't fail. Mm. It gets too hard and you associate that with, I couldn't do it. Didn't fail. Like you were saying today, I was watching one of your posts. You said, hey, man, um, if the work starts after I get the no. Mm-hmm. See, I tell people, that's when I put on my hard hat and my shoes, my mm-hmm. boots, because I'm going to work right now. A girl can tell me no. She got to tell me five times. <laughs> right. She got to tell me five times. Right. Right? Because I'm going to hit you with the this way, and then tomorrow I'm going to hit you with a different <laughs> angle. Oh, you know to that too? Okay. Right. Then I'm going to hit you with another angle. Yeah. You know? But when you get to the five times, I think you're pretty serious. Oh, for sure. But (laughs) I'm sure you've been able to, and not just a relationship, but business and all that, you've been able to convert after that third no. Whereas if you'd have just walked away the first time, you'd have never got it. Yeah, because no doesn't really mean the same thing that it means to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like Keenan Aubrey Waynes used to say, no means not right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, When I get no... You know, I have to look at myself like I didn't convince them. So mm-hmm. I messed up. Yeah. It's not like they don't get it. Right. I messed up. So yeah. I have to do a better job of convincing him so that next time I come back, I'm going to be better. Yeah. And then my pitch is going to be better. And then I come back and pitch it. And then I, he can say no. And I can say, ooh, shoot, he was close. Right. And that's all I need to go back and to redo it and get ready for him again. Because I just don't feel like a person says no because they don't want to do it. I think a person says no because you haven't convinced them to do it. That's the difference. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.